Hello, welcome to episode 13 of Defense Against the Dark Arts. I'm Paul Mill, and this episode is about phantom connections. Here's the thing about making mental connections. They will be the best choice with all the data that you have at the time, which is you know also known as heuristics. But when more data and the bigger picture reveals itself, those smaller connections, it's, it's apparent that those smaller connections are now obviously not correct in the, in the scope of the larger picture. And if you think about it, so it's, it's, it's not just a question of scale. It's, you know, like a fractal, you know, the, what's his face, Benoit's fractal patterns, though, his, they're only two-dimensional. Maybe there's three-dimensional versions of it. I don't know. I've only ever seen two, two-dimensional, but perspective views and scales and, you know, points of view are uh, clearly many-dimensional, right? Because they could be different ways of seeing things. So the question now is, are those connections uh, just as valid you know, if somebody makes a connection, a phantom connection, from their perspective, where all from you know all the data they had at that time appears to be correct, right? So is is that a valid connection for those people to make? Is it just as valid as what they had more information? Well, no, <laughs> obviously they're they're not, right? They they're they're accurate to this to the scale that they had, but they're not they're not valid. Those are invalid assumptions because they're wrong. You know, when you're given more information, so. People talk about, you know, there's my truth and there's your truth. You know, I mean, <laughs> the connections are accurate from their, from your perspective and the data you have, which is clearly not all the data, but when that data is complete, you know, you realize that you, you, you've made an error. So it's, uh, there, there isn't, there isn't my truth and your truth. There is one objective truth, the bigger truth. There's my assumptions. There's your assumptions. You know, and they might be they might both be accurate from the data that we individually have, but you know, we're probably both wrong from a from a larger perspective. When there's more data available that we are not aware of, right? So these are phantom connections. This is just essential. This is just another way of saying assumptions. People make assumptions, right? Which are those assumptions wrong? Well, to that person, those assumptions certainly seem accurate from all the data that they have. It lines up perfectly. It makes sense. But is it right? No. Just from that perspective, it looked like it could be right because everything they had pointed to that direction. This happens all the time. It's like it's like when uh, you think if anybody has had kids, or you're maybe an aunt and uncle, or you know you remember other kids. It's when a kid makes a connection that's accurate from their limited knowledge, but not from the the not true from the you know the bigger real world, you know. Everybody laughs, you know, they, 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 they laugh at their innocence. They, they, they enjoy the problem solving, you know, development of that kid as they grow. But it's, it's, you know, it, it doesn't stop at adulthood. We still do this as adults. We still make wrong connections. It just, there's nobody laughing at us. <laughs> well, maybe there is people laughing at us, but you know, it's, it's the data sets are so much larger, you know, uh, not of, of course, not every connection we make is wrong. You know, they're certainly not all correct. You know, you judge Judging from humanity's success in the universe, you know, clearly we, we make a lot of assumptions that are true, that are accurate or accurate enough to get us by, you know, but we're still making a lot of wrong assumptions. It's not like all our assumptions are, are correct, but probably most of them are, but there's a lot that are not, right? We make a lot of these phantom connections, a lot of these erroneous connections, and we always will because there's always, we don't know everything. I'll just drop my pen here. You know, so it's not a flaw in our reasoning. It's just lazy reasoning to assume that your assumptions are correct. You know, we know we're, they're, they're not always correct. So you're, 
you're basing your reasoning on all the information that you have. Yeah. So that makes sense. So that's correct how you did it. But in the bigger picture, you're not right. So all we need to do is keep correcting, keep our mental car of truth between the lines. Don't fall asleep at the wheel and avoid accidents that are clearly happening every day. You know, there's, there's not my truth, your truth. There's my assumptions, your assumptions. There's the gridded truth. And that's available to all of us. It's uh, open sourced, public domain. And there are uh, corrupt people out there that hide, that are trying to hide and obscure and distort our perceptions of the truth. And they're doing this for their own gain, you know, financial power or for whatever power over other people, whatever the reasons, I don't, but this, and that's the point of the podcast. You know, we need to protect ourselves from the professional truth hiders (laughs) who want to keep us in the dark and, and seek to keep the light for themselves only. So uh, these manipulators are practiced, they're professional, and they're well studied in the craft. It's it's not simply Brenda at the you know the bridge night lying about you know having an affair, you know it's boardrooms and conference calls and international flights, you know a concerted effort on a massive scale, all working to block the light of truth from anybody they can. Now this might be uh, PR. Can't hold on. Oh my foot's asleep. This might be, uh, you know, PR campaigns or any kind of anything that ends in a campaign, right? So the the problem from uh, from their perspective is that you know, while uh, black their black magic is potent, humans are resilient to long term bullshit. You know, we went we eventually figure things out when we we see enough. There's a lot of enough clues, right? There's no perfect hiding of the truth right so the advertising campaign must keep changing right to say you know generically an advertising campaign right metaphor for whatever the the campaign happens to be so it it has to keep changing to keep the attention of the targets for one and it has to keep changing when the when the targets realize that there's bullshit so they have to change their tactics say well, this is what we mean. This is this, right? So we're a group. We're a new group of people. We're different than those people. We're now, now we're this group. Well, no, no, we're not now this group. We're a different group, right? Even though they are the same people, right? So of course there are many campaigns by, uh, by many different organizations around the world. And I'm sure they all try to network with each other as much as possible. But some of these campaigns contradict, you know, other campaigns. So when, you, when that happens, the veil of bullshit is obvious to anyone who pays attention and notices that this campaign is, in, you know, in contradiction to that campaign, right? Or this, what this person's saying is in contradiction to what that person's saying. So therefore they both can't be true, right? There's an obvious discrepancy. And this is the algorithm I used when I broke free from religion as a kid, when I sat down and actually read the whole Bible, you know, even, even the insane, insanely boring begat parts, you know, so-and-so begat this guy and this guy begat that guy. And, you know, I was, I was that disciplined. And I think that section of the Bible was purposely inserted so that no one would actually sit down and read it as a whole, right? Because if you do, you see the discrepancies and you realize that it's bullshit. But I mean, it's a hard thing to sit down and actually read through that, that begat stuff. They're so, so boring. But I forced myself to do it. I figured, well, I'm going to do it. So I just sat there and I just blah, 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 right? It's horrible. Anyways, manipulators and the the campaigners of bullshit know that uh, discrepancies will shatter the illusion of their bullshit. They know this full well. And there's nothing, you know, new we 
the layman can add to their knowledge of manipulation. Nothing I'm saying will be new to these people, right? These people have been, they're, they're experts, right? So they're truly masters of the craft. And so consistency of campaign is key to maintain their illusion, right? It would take an overly contemplative person to see through the bullshit otherwise. You know, if it's if it's a low level, people see through it all the time. Like if you got some smarmy you know, salesman, you see the grift, right? But if it's a professional, you know, high level manipulator, you're not gonna see through it. Other, and that's why they're a professional high level, right? <laughs> because they are on a different level, you know? And of course they, they can, you know, anybody who sees their bullshit, and if it's a political thing, right? If it's a, a, a political campaign or some kind of a narrative that somebody's pushing, some globalist organization, and you're calling it out for the bullshit that it is, well, they might be able to smear you, the person, and try to deplatform you in order to write you off. You know, but there's so many voices of opposition that it's not feasible for any organization to go after on a scale like that. It's like whack a mole. And there's millions of small gophers, too small, that it's not feasible for them to, to go after. So they only go after the larger voices of dissent that are calling out their bullshit, right? So they get the mallet and they're just going for whoever the biggest voice of dissent is. Bam, they smack them down, deplatform them. But the, the, you know, they can only hit so many people. So they large, they logically only go after the, the largest ones first. It makes sense. It's, you know, it's, you're not going to go after the small ones. You're going to go after the biggest ones, right? And uh, you're going to call them conspiracy theorists or try to deplatform them or call them a common thing now is, you know, white nationalists or, you know, whatever. Totally, uh, they, they stopped with the Nazi thing. They, or they haven't stopped. They've dialed that back a bit because, uh, you know, the, the people are calling them out for being disrespectful to, you know, the Jews in World War II. So they're like, well, we can't do that. So we can't call them Nazis, even though we want to call them something that we, you know, we hate that everybody sort of hates. So let's call them white nationalists. And this way we could stigmatize white people and nationalism and a lot of things all at the same time. Right. So there are, there are, there are anti-dissident prophylactics that the manipulator can use. You know, I, I've been talking about the, the many techniques and all these podcasts, and there are many, many more that I would you know, I wouldn't have time to completely explain them all. You know, even then, as we discussed, the techniques, you know, must be constantly changing and updating to keep ahead of uh, the human's bullshit detectors, right? So I guess we can go over many of the techniques that we're able to find out about and we can watch the news and observe the leading edge techniques that they are using today. Of course, it's, it's like going to the flea market. There's going to be a lot of losers trying to sell you their old junk that we know is a bad deal. And there's a lot of manipulators using outdated, obvious techniques, you know, that the, that even the most uninterested person will notice. But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, using the flea market metaphor, there are people handing out Lamborghinis and harems to the right people. So there are, there are big league Oscar winning manipulators at the top of the game. You know, where would we see these people in real life? Well, I guess wherever the money is, you know, unless they're idealistic, in which case they'd probably, you know, be a large gopher head that would be whacked by the uh, manipulator establishment. So we're not going to see, I don't think, ideological uh, pro-manipulators out there. I think that's they're going to be, in order to be at that level, you have to have no soul and be manipulated or allow yourself to be manipulated by money so that they know they can control you, right? So you're, you are part of the machine. So there's two sides to, to this coin, the manipulator and the targets. And if you're not currently working on a campaign of deception 
and you certainly would know if you were, uh, you are the target then. So either you're working on a campaign or you're a target. That's it. There's, there's two different types of people. And like the flea market of manipulators, there's the savvy and unsavvy buyers. So there's the well-informed person who sees the rare item that is way undervalued by the seller. And then there's the dummy who pays more, you know, than new prices for some old broken junk, right? Because they were manipulated by some, you know, smarmy salesman. So most of us are the dummy that pays too much. In fact, I think we're all dummies paying too much at some stage for a lot of things because, you know, we're not experts. So we need to start thinking critically and paying attention to the manipulation techniques and not the message that they're selling. So what techniques are they using? Not what are they saying? What techniques are they using? It's a simple paradigm shift, a simple change of perspective, but the manipulators are powerful and they never sleep. And we always will let our guard down at some time, at some moment, like Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, we'll all fall asleep and that's when Freddy Krueger will get you. So we just have to do what we can, right? So many times I've popped into a uh, a realization that I've been duped. You know, if you want to know what I mean, you know, go to, go to Egypt, go on the streets of Cairo, and it literally happened every day. You know, when I was there and I thought, you know, I was, I was actually, my guard was up. I was watching out for it because I was warned by other travelers, watch out, streets of Cairo, there's going to be these people, these grifters. They're going to come up and they're going to try to manipulate you. And I thought, ah, I'm going to see them coming a mile away, right? So they're not coming up and saying, hey, I'm going to manipulate you. You know, they, it's very subtle. And you don't think they even really want to talk to you at first. And then they just sort of ease in. And then they, next thing you know, you're like, all of a sudden your alarm bells are going. You're like, I've been talking to this person for 10 minutes. Holy cow. <laughs> They're a scam artist, right? And then you just like walk away. No, thanks. No, thanks. Walk away, right? And it's uh, it happened every, literally every day. And, you know, I was watching out for it. And I'm like, wow, these people are <laughs> these people are good. So it's, uh, it's so easy to get suckered, you know, if you're not taking it back and, and thinking, Taking, taking a step back and thinking for a second, you know, anytime you notice something very small that doesn't add up, those are the clues, those tiny little things, those little things that just don't seem to make sense. Stop, examine them, examine those little things very closely. Those little, those little chinks in the army, in the army, in the armor. That's what you notice, right? There, there's usually very little things that, you know, creative that create cognitive dissonance, you know, when bullshit is afoot, you know, there's, of course, you know, if something is, it's a big thing, you know, it's bullshit and you can just disregard it, but it's the, the, the high level stuff is the little tiny things that just in the back of your mind, you're like, Hmm, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Examine it. Stop looking at it. Don't brush it off. Right. Just cause you know, we can't detect every lie told doesn't mean that we can't detect lies. Right? Bob Marley comes to mind. You know, you can fool some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Right. Of course, the best way to protect yourself from being fooled is to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and if you're worried that I might be using these techniques against you, you're taking the first step towards finding the greater truth. That's the proper way to think. And you found the right podcast. Of course, you could and probably should research logic, logical fallacies, manipulation techniques, you know, on your free time to supplement listening to this podcast. And of course, telling all your friends and family for their safety. <laughs> Yeah, if you've made any connections during this podcast, that's your mind seeing the bigger truth. That's not phantom connections. Those are actual connections. And I'll see you next podcast.
Thank you.